Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. I mean, the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves to go to Toontown. It's Frank. How are you today? I am doing Toontastic. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Get out of my way. I don't work for you tunes. Uh, <laughs> I'll never work for a tune. Yeah, never. Uh, I'm doing well, Frank. Uh, I'm here on Beer with Geeks to drink some beer and talk geeky things with you as we do every week. And it's exciting. Um, Frank, but for, before we get into what we're talking about, what are you drinking? I am drinking a coffee stout. I'm drinking oh, a coffee I good, stout. I love I a good coffee stout. Mm-hmm. I know you do. I'm drinking a masthead coffee stout uh, from Cleveland. Um, it is nicest city in the world. So says Liz Lemon. That's what she says. You know, yeah. you always wish you were back in the Cleve or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's good though. It's good. It's a it's a delicious coffee stout. Um, it they they partnered with Six Shooter Coffee. And made this really nice, really nicely balanced, uh, smooth coffee stout. Honestly, it's it's about as good a stout as you could ask for. I guess my only—it's not even a critique. It's just like a, I would love a nitro version of. It. Oh, interesting. Okay, why why do you want a nitro version of it? Actually, I like the texture of a nitro beer. Like it's just so like velvety and smooth. Like the bubbles are much smoother than like a carbonated beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love, I love a, a good nitro, like a, you know, my, my, my go-to for, for these things is uh left-hand, uh, nitro milk stout. Always, a always enjoy that. Uh, is that because you're left-handed? It, it, yes. It, that, number one, a, first of all, yes, nailed it. Uh, yep. <laughs> that's a B is, 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 yeah, I, I like the, I like the, the taste and, and the texture of it. And uh, the nitro lens lends a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff to that. So yeah, but this, this masthead coffee stout is, a plus, if you can get your hands on it, I, I say go for it. I went to, I found a different uh, beer store in my local area that has a huge variety um, that I hadn't checked out before. So I popped in and found some some stuff I wouldn't normally find, like this masthead. So there you go. Highly recommend. Nice, nice, very good. Um, I am finishing up. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I'm finishing up my Von Trapp. Um, beer collection. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down to two. Um, so this one and, and one more. So this is the uh, the Berliner Weiss style, which um, which I've said before, it's it's fine. It's not it's not great. It's a little too carbonated. Actually, it wasn't until mm. you started talking about nitro on this episode, I couldn't exactly figure out what it was that I, like it's fine. It wasn't I wasn't loving it. Um, 
I would drink it, and if somebody offered me, I would drink it again. But I don't know if I'd rush out and buy it again. All right, fair. Um, I like the. I just like the. I like the some of the other styles that they offer because I like Von Trapp. I just don't. I think this one is one of their one of their weaker ones. But I think it's a little too carbonated. Yeah, I mean that can do. I mean the the the, the mouth feel. I hate that phrase. Mm. It's so it's so pretentious. It's but so it's, gross. But it's yeah. the, but, it's, and it's gross. It's gross. But it's the it's the word. But like yeah, it, that it the mouth feel does does go does go pretty far with these things, and it can kind of make or break your. It, it's as important as the flavor in a lot of cases for your enjoyment of the beer. Like if you don't like the way a beer tastes, you're obviously not going to drink it. If you don't like the way it feels in your mouth physically, you're also probably not going to drink it. So, I, I hear you on that. Yep. Yeah, so it's okay, but like I said, it's my last one of this one, so then I'm moving on to bigger and better things, potentially. Could potentially. be, I, I could be moving on to smaller and worse things. Oh, I hope I not. I really don't know. Well, but now that we're really in winter, I got to get me some coffee stouts. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the time. This is the time. Mm-hmm. It is, we are deep in the, in you know, the time when you're really going to, we're, we're really close to when things are going to start turning around, and then you're going to be, it's going to be late spring, and you're like, I'm finishing my last coffee stout. That's what I'm doing. Well, what if I only get like three or something like that? You know, great. But I'm just saying, I won't buy that 36 pack of coffee stout. Based on recent patterns, you're like, I just finished my last Sam Summer just in time for Christmas. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have found that I I have found that I I I don't know if I I just save the beer for the show, but I very rarely have one outside of. On the show now yeah um and just because you know gotta watch them carbs you know and sure. Sure. Uh, and other things but um i'm just not having as many as i as i used to my liver says thank you yeah right. um but it just takes i just have to get less of the same kind when i go out because otherwise i'm yeah. gonna be like here i am drinking porch rocker a year later so that's funny because You've hit on something that I'm I'm finding too, where I try to save a beer. Like if I buy a four pack or a six pack of something, I save one of them to drink on beer with geeks, right? Like so mm-hmm. I can have the rest, but I want to make sure I, I save one to drink while we're while we're talking. And I'll I'll sometimes find myself in a situation where maybe there's like a build your own six pack situation. So I've gotten one of each of six different beers, and now I'm like. Oh well, now I have to save these for. I guess I have to save these for the show, or, or do I? Like, I'm sitting there like yeah. it, it's like it's a rule I made up. Like no one's gonna care other than no me. one's no one's knocking down our doors. <laughs> the podcast police, it's like the dumbest thing. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not allowed to drink this unless we're podcasting. You're like, no, that's what is you buy another one if anything. Like, who cares? We we have never said to each other. Oh, like save one for the show, or you have to drink a beer no. while we're recording. Like, or and nope, these are the arbitrary rules that we have made up that we've never discussed, but yet we somehow made up the same one. Yes, <laughs> and and we stick to it. Maybe <laughs> we, that's. Yeah. Be- I was gonna say maybe that's because like we're you know because of COVID and distance and stuff. We do this, you know, we don't always do this together like we used to. Right. And so it, 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 it harkens back to a simpler time That's when true. we could gather in the same room and share beer with one another. And we would be having each other's beer. Like I wouldn't bring beer to half of my own. So we would actually go through it faster. That's true. That's true. Right. Because like we would bring beer to each other's houses or whatever mm-hmm. and and be like, oh, have you tried this one? And and yeah. And, and, and we wouldn't just drink the one while we were talking. We'd like have dinner and hang out and have a few. And like That's the, right. the podcast That's right. was only part of our night of hanging out. 
Yeah, and now and now our hanging out is just the podcast in some ways, which is why you have this almost ten minute opening of us <laughs> as a gift from us to you, you, <laughs> us sad sad white men being like, remember when we used to hang out before in the before time? Like, do you remember that? Anyways. <laughs> Frank, I don't think it's appropriate for you to fart on the podcast, however musical it is. <laughs> I mean, if anything, this is more. Uh, that is that's true. That's like you trying to hide a fart, <laughs> like by scratching oh no. a record. Yeah, let's close up, close up shop. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Frank, I say this, I say this humor because, um, because it's rather cartoony, right? Fart yes. jokes are yes. are rather they they are rather of the animated cartoon style, and uh, I think that's wonderful. And um, you know, I think there's something else. Yeah, let me tell you. Let me tell you why it's wonderful. I've been wanting to do that for so long. Um, it's been it's been <laughs> like two years since we last did that. Um, so if you've been listening to Beer with Geeks for a while, you know that Tim and I used to do this recurring bit called Let Me Tell You Why It's Wonderful, where one of us would throw out a movie to the other and say, hey, you've got to watch this movie. Usually when it started, it was this movie's pretty bad, but let me tell you why it's actually wonderful. Right. Uh, you showed me um, uh, Judge Dredd under that uh, under that uh, uh, pretense. Judge Dredd, uh, Lake Placid. Lake Placid. I was like, what? Not Lake George. What is it? Lake Placid. Lake George. Uh, I was like, I what? Not what Lake? Lake Placid. That much of a better title for <laughs> I mean, a movie yeah. about a crocodile in Maine, but still. <laughs> um, I showed you Xanadu and Tron Legacy under that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go back yep. and find those episodes if that's something you're interested in, but. I don't know if this is one I would say is actually a bad movie that I'm saying is is wonderful despite its flaws. I, I actually think this is a fun movie. Uh, and this it's was, who, who yeah. framed Roger Rabbit? Me. I did. I did it, Frank. Ah. Um, aha. I am Christopher Lloyd. So, um, Frank, I had never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I know is a very odd, like, blank like it's like a I don't know how why well, I could tell you exactly how I skipped over it. The 80s is a is a period of movies to which I have not really seen. I just haven't. Um, we were we were very young. I mean just barely born at the end of the 80s. That's right. So it's that's not right. something that we have nostalgia for in the same way that many others of our that's right. uh, many other like people of a geeky persuasion would. A lot of it is like just before our time. That's right. And our parents were of the age where they weren't really watching that stuff either at the time it was coming out. So, like, the whole family missed it. Exactly. And I just never went back to watch it. Though, on watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit now, uh, like, going back and watching it for this episode, I have definitely have seen the ending. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Like, the last 15 minutes. I didn't see the rest of it. I've never seen the rest of it, oh, but I've definitely seen the last fifteen. So, minutes. like the I whole, don't know why the whole like Toontown bit. Then, like when he goes, uh, and he gets just into Toontown. The t- no, just the bit in the warehouse at okay. the end. Okay. So, spoilers for Roger Rabbit moving forward. So, but like I knew Christopher Lloyd was the bad guy the whole time, 
because I remembered him having red cartoon eyes. Ah, okay. And him being like, you know, I'm the one that killed your brother, you know, blah, blah, whatever. And, um, and that, but I mean, like, obviously he's the bad guy. I mean, he shows up and I'm like, well, you're evil. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. Know, like, this, he's, you know, he's wearing no all black. He's wearing that hat and, like, his, his hair, like, under the hat is, like, shaved, like, completely. That's right. Like, it's just. He's got a skull on top of his cane, yeah. and he like kills a cartoon in front of everybody, right, right. and no, right. He spends a couple minutes telling us how how he like has developed this method for killing cartoons. Like, oh, okay, big oh, yes, bad guy yes. energy. That's right. oh, wicked, wicked. And so it was. It was really more about how did Roger get framed than who framed. Right. Um, right. Yeah. It's more about how did he do it, not who did it. Yeah. So how, how did you come to this movie? Because you you uh, are a little younger than me, so this would have been outside of the realm of movies that maybe you had watched when you were a kid. So how did you come to this? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's not one that I watched in childhood. It's not one that I watched before the last decade. Um, I think I saw it on Netflix, honestly. I think it was just really on Netflix, maybe maybe in the in the early-ish days of Netflix back in the in the disc days of Netflix not early-ish oh, wow. early days of Netflix yeah. i think was when i was like oh yeah like i was working through gaps in my movie education so to speak right mm-hmm. and and like like you said like the, the 80s are are definitely a a blind spot for me as well and so uh yeah it it made its way onto my list i don't think i even watched it until a few years after that even but I watched it on 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 streaming Netflix. So after the discs were gone, but but that's that's what sort of made me think like I really got to watch this movie. I built out a list of movies I needed to see, and and this was one of them. And so yeah, I I watched it just a, a handful of years ago, and really really, I mean, it's the thing about it to me that is the most uh, because I don't have the childhood nostalgia attached to it. The thing that really like. Um, sh- stood out to me is the the unbelievable fact that you have this very rare combination of all of these studios who own all of these animated characters who allowed them all to be in this in this one film uh something that only something that only you know uh spielberg and zemeckis could could probably have pulled off i i I mean, I knew that, say, like Mickey Mouse and Daffy Duck and Donald Duck and, you know, like, and that, and, um, not Millicent Cow, um, not Little Bo Peep either. Oh gosh, what is her Betty name? Betty Boop. Betty Boop, thank you. Like, I, I, I knew that, like, there would be a lot of them combined in there, but I was really taken aback on how well everybody played off of one another. Like, I loved, like, Bugs and Mickey skydiving together, and um, and it, it's like they felt like old friends, even though like they're just it, old friends to me, but also to each other. Um, Donald and Daffy having a rivalry that we like all knew that like they would have anyway, but we got to see that play out. Really enjoy. I really enjoyed the the mixture of I really enjoyed the mixture of characters. I really also enjoyed the mixture of genres because mm. it is like it's hardcore gumshoe noir. Yes. Um but it's also slapstick, but it's also slapstick comedy, but it's played so earnestly because um 
Bob Hoskins just plays it like he's going for the Oscar. Plays it and straight. And he plays it so straight up until the end, which makes his turn so wonderful because like because he's the straight he's the straight man that goes zany. Um yeah, it was really it's so it was re- I I just couldn't get over how well crafted it was. I mean, it's Zemeckis, so like you know it's well crafted. And so and but I um it was it was um, it was better handled than I expected it mm. to be. Like I thought that Roger Rabbit was going to be a, a slightly overhyped. Like I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a, you know, it's the animation and the cartoon animation in the real world's coming together. Blah blah blah. But it's also like it's a weird, like love letter to Hollywood. But it's also like it's also a huge dig at Hollywood at the same time. It's a movie about the danger of progress and how awful it is. Like he like three ways, right? The evil, like, like Christopher Lloyd's evil plan is modern day Los Angeles. Yes. (laughs) Yes. He is. He is basically, he's Robert Moses. The villain in this movie is Robert Moses. He's just like, we're going to build highways. No, but like, he's like, but, uh, but, uh, um, you know, it's like the traffic jams will be a thing of the past. Like, ironically, L.A. has yeah, like the worst yeah. traffic jams in the country. Yes. Like, like that's <laughs> I, I and they are all like and because this movie's 80 came out in 88, like they're obviously directly jabbing oh, yeah. at 80s L.A. And I loved that so much because I love that I came to this movie as an adult instead of a kid. Because yeah. that's not something that you get as a kid. But I was like, I'm getting this on. I understand this movie on uh, as an adult, and I appreciate. I think I appreciate it more as an adult than I would have as a kid. I think that's. I think I. I certainly do. I certainly feel that way. Yeah. I think as a kid, it would have been like, okay, this is fun, but I like it. I liked it better when it was Mickey and when it was Daffy and uh, and Donald doing the piano fight rather than like these boring adults talking. Like that would have been my take as a kid, right? That's right. But I mean, that's what oh, that's what movies are. We pay to go watch people talk to have a conversation. Yeah, yes, yes. But as a kid, yeah, I'm I'm the there worst. to see the cartoon characters like fight or whatever. You that's know, that's like, right. You're you're there to watch dueling pianos with Daffy. Exactly, McDonald's. exactly. I'm there to see you know someone get an anvil dropped on them. Um, Correct. But 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 as an adult, it is like yeah, exactly. Like exactly what you said, where you get this. You understand it on like three or four different levels. Like you can appreciate the dueling pianos stuff and the slapsticky stuff. You can appreciate the um, this the, the this uh, Sam Spade sort of uh, 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 noir plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, appreciate the the references, uh, the, the 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 meta references, the self referential stuff. Um, you can appreciate it all for. Uh, has how all of those things work separately and then and then most especially in this movie how they all work together and how they all interact how you get all of that stuff in one film oftentimes all those things in one scene uh and it it, it's a really nice synthesis of all those things it is it it is i mean i was even struck by like the the second class citizenship of toontown of Mm -hmm. the tunes right you know because they're they this is a big thing in you know the, a big thing in noir, especially um, city noir, where it's like, oh, you don't go to 
you don't go to that sector. You don't go to that cor- corridor, right? That's controlled by the so-and-so. This Suicide you know, slum or whatever, Suicide right? slum, like, Hell's Kitchen, yes, the yes. blah, blah, blah. You know, like, Toon- you don't go to Toontown. And there's, like, a complete inversion of that. It's not, it's like, and it's everything. Like you, you, like, you go into the dark tunnel only to be hit in the face with the sun, yes. right? And song and laughter. It's, like, the opposite of what it would be. But... But this is underlying like current of of racism because like they're like they're second they're they're second class citizens they're not seen as the same. Valiant is used to be the the like the gumshoe for the tunes right until his brother is killed by one of them. So you, it makes it personal, which I really liked. That was you know that's such a noir thing. Like I used to be good, but then my brother died. Yes, yes, now yes. I'm not good. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, um, so, but, uh, things you couldn't even get away in an eighties movie. Now the first time you see Valiant, he's drinking, like he's drinking some Turkey. Yes. And, yeah. and I'm like, Oh, you don't do that now. I know um, he's drinking the wild Turkey. He, they, they make a joke about like, what did you change your name to Jack Daniels? Like they, yeah, they make, right. They make reference to it. It's good. It plays into the period. And I, and I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but anyway, so the so like there, this whole movie is really like about Hollywood like emancipating the tunes to have control over the studio, right? Because that's what is it maroon? Is it maroon that dies, or is it Acme? Acme um, is the one who dies, who leaves the oh, okay. boat behind and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. So the Acme, you know, company like which I love because that's in on, uh, yeah. that's all tunes, right? You know, and um, and. I that, I love that in the eighties. Like that's a that's an awesome thing. Then you have like this like third wave feminism thing going on with Jessica Rabbit, where like she's kind of the femme fatale, but she she really is in control of she is in control of almost everything the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because I was expecting, I honestly I was expecting to cringe at Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Um, I was I was not anticipating her being such a strong character. Um it kind of in the way that uh, like a lot of noir characters are are um are strong. She actually reminded me of Oh shoot, I got to look up the movie. I'm going to use my one look, one up. look up talk while I yeah, while I I agree with you. I I um when I rewatched it for this conversation, I was um I didn't quite remember how they dealt with that character. And I remember it's still a little cringe. Some of the some of it is absolutely some of the. Yeah, especially the physicality of that character is is, is a little cringe in the way that they um, portray her. But you're right that for it was it was very much trying to be like, look, it's 1988. We're going to put a modern modern for the time, modern spin and modern face on this. Um, so she's not just going to be the femme fatale. She's not just going, she will have agency, um, as much as she would have had were this movie made in 2021. No. And that's unfortunate and that's a problem and and it's okay to talk about it. But, um, but more than I would have expected and more than I frankly remembered. Um, and, and it's something that, that, that continues throughout. There is this palpable mistrust, for example, between valiant and her where he does not he doesn't trust her the whole way through even at the very end where she's like i just shot the bad guy and you still don't trust me um because he is playing into that trope of like she's 
you know, ah, it was all, everything was fine until she walked in. You know, like, it, it, they're, they're yes, playing exactly. into that trope, and they're, they're, they veer away from it, but they make you, they, they seed enough of it that you, the audience still thinks, like, okay, at some point she's going to turn out to be the bad guy, or she's going to be in league with the bad guy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they, they, they never, they never go in that direction. They fake us out. Right. She, I, it was actually kind of reminded of, um, uh, so the movie I was thinking of, I was kind of thinking of Mildred Pierce. Okay. Um, so she has this, like, um, you know, she has this, uh, you know, I can do it like, um, I could do it on my own kind of, um, kind of thing. I don't need no man yeah. except that she's always, she's always trying to rescue her man mm. in some way, you know, mm. which is the, which is the, which is the nice in, which is the nice inversion. Yes. I like that. Uh, That's a good observation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, the, I can't remember the other movie that I was thinking of. Keep talking. I'm going to, I got to find it. Okay. Uh, I'm another, using your lookup. Use my lookup. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, uh, yeah. Another thing that I, I really uh, enjoy about this movie is, I love that it's not just um, okay. We got a bunch of these characters together. Like they, they are not just. Um, it's not like you have okay. There's a Mickey scene, and then there's a Daffy scene, and then there's a Bugs Bunny scene. In so many cases, they are together. They're talking to each other. They're in the same frame and having a conversation uh, together. And I just don't know. I can't think of, I don't think it's ever been done before. I don't know if it'll ever be done again. I would love to see them. You know, if they're going to do uh, Hollywood reboots, let's do a reboot of this one. Because <laughs> I could, I could certainly, I could certainly uh, stand for that. It, it very much makes me, to bring, to bring a comic book connection into it, it very much brings me into the uh, mindset of the comic crossovers of the, I guess it was 90s, like the Amalgam Comics uh, era where you had stories that were, uh, you know, the Justice League and, and the Avengers working together. And you've got that famous image, the one that comes to my mind is like the one where it's it's Superman wielding both Cap's shield and Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. Um, that's a cover a cover of one of those, but, but, um, an agreement between studios or, or, you know, comic book companies, whatever, an agreement between these, these companies to create something together, to use their, um, intellectual property and put them together to create something really special. And, and the result is, is something really special and something that's really unique and memorable. And, and the fact that they went beyond, it's not just Looney Tunes and, and Disney. It's not just, you know, Mickey and, and Bugs, and their crew, um, you've got the the like Woody Woodpecker and Betty Boop and uh, Droopy Dog and like you know a few others that wouldn't normally uh, not wouldn't normally but are not are not like just it's not just two big companies it's not just Disney and Warner or whatever it's uh, they 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 kind of went a little further than that and, and got some classic ones. Betty Boop is is a really interesting one uh, because I mean m- maybe maybe I'm wrong about this maybe maybe in the 80s she was still on TV uh, uh, to some extent or but but d- to my in my experience in my limited experience doesn't have the same staying power as like a Mickey Mouse or e- or even like a a Popeye or something um, mm-hmm. which which didn't who didn't make an appearance in this movie but. It is really, I love that aspect of it. That's my favorite thing about this movie. The fact that, that they got these people to come together. And it's, it is just a good, solid, like, 
Amblin Entertainment film. It is a, it, it feels like a Zemeckis uh, and or Spielberg production in every way, and they got the cooperation of these these companies to to use these these characters too. On top of it, it's a good movie I, even without even without that aspect. But uh, but I that agree. just takes the cake for me. I had um, I had um, forgotten that um, Zemeckis directed it. I think I knew it somewhere in the back of my brain. So I'm looking at the way that it's filmed, and I'm like, this is very professional. Like, you know, the the way the the everything is precisely planned. And I think it has to be to make sure that the animation blends well together, and which still looks wonderful. Um, but I was like, this feels like. Zemeckis mm. or Spielberg. There's a, it's very deliberate. Zemeckis has like a like a deliberate um, flow, I guess, to the camera. Like everything is always kind of like uh, everything's kind of always in motion. There's always like a sweeping feel to yeah. a Zemeckis film, um, and so and not sweeping like Ben Hur sweeping, but you know, like the camera is always kind of. Physical, a physicality, a a movement. That's right. There's always some kind of crane shot or steady cam or something. And uh, and so I just it it I knew it was him before I looked it up. And and I like that this movie kind of leaves that mark um, for him, you know, for him. I I like it. And honestly, God, I cannot find the movie I am looking for. And it is driving me crazy. Um, Yeah. I did it for Acad- I watched it for Academy Rewind. That's why it's driving me crazy because I oh. log every one of those movies. Right. And it's maybe you can help me out. Maybe you know which one I'm talking yeah, about. Tell me. It's the movie. It's not Mildred Pierce because I already used that one. Yeah. It's not Gaslight. Um but it's a noir it's a noir film and it's a guy like is convinced to it's like for an insurance scam. Double indemnity. He's double indemnity. Thank you. Thank you. As soon as you said that's insurance, nice. I was like, that's it. That's I got it. Yeah. Frank's like, I know insurance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know double I'm very indemnity. Cautious. I know insurance. <laughs> um and uh yeah, double indemnity. It yes. plays with that model of you know, she's the bad dame. Yes, it you does. Know, yes, yes. Yeah, that's what I, you know, that's what I was going for. And uh, and I really like that because we're told early, you know, like, oh, she's no good, you know, blah, blah, blah. Roger, you got to get out of there. Right. Um, I was also weirdly when like when um, Valiant's taking pictures of like of um of Jessica Rabbit, and they're, like, making sounds. I was like, kids movie. I oh, know. my God. And then they're just playing patty cake, I and know. I was like, by God, <laughs> this is amazing. This That that is really what sold me. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I was like, oh, you keep subverting. I don't know if this is true or not, but I kept thinking, so, like, um, so Bob Hoskins plays Valiant, right, Detective Valiant, and, and he kind of, like, comes in to save the day. And I was thinking, and I, so I was wondering if his name is actually a a play on Prince Valiant, you know, like the knight mm. who comes in to like save everyone, because that would be of the era that they're yeah in right there in the in the forties, and so I, I I'm not sure if that had any me- leaning on anything or that his name is just Valiant, like you know he's the hero, it right. tells you it's in his name. I didn't even think which of is Prince. also. 
right. I didn't think of Prince Valiant per se. I, I thought of it more just like this is to tell you he's the hero the same way that like when the villain shows up, he's wearing black. But that's right. And, but, it, and it's an again, it's the ironic twist on like my name's Valiant and I don't want to work for you. Yes. I'm, I'm drunk. I'm this. I'm all. The, yeah. 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 I loved it very much. I'm glad that you made me watch it because it, it's been on my obviously it's been on my radar for a while and I've just never really had a reason to sit down and watch it so i loved that i had a reason to do it nice. so thank you i am glad you enjoyed it i i think it's yeah it's it's just it's a lot of fun it's a really interesting like historical uh achievement film achievement mm-hmm. um and uh, i i yeah i think it's uh it's a solid solid piece of of filmmaking also for those interested, uh, there was a okay video game uh, for the uh, original Nintendo uh, that uh, I had as a kid and enjoyed enjoyed a fair bit. It was it's okay, it's fine. It's not the most inventive game ever, but if you're an old NES fan, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit game is is a classic. I uh, did not ever play that, but I weirdly remember the box in Blockbuster. Nice. How? Yeah. How fun is that? But there were a lot of... Wait, you remember it from when you worked at Blockbuster or just from going to Blockbuster? Going to Blockbuster as okay. a kid. I'm like, yeah. you still had any games when you worked there? Because that seems... Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. No, 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 no. But I remember going as a kid. Sure. And seeing them. Not but fair. yeah, that was great. Uh, that was really wonderful. Thank Good. you for making me watch that. I I'm glad. Enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I will watch it again. Like no yeah, question. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is my second time seeing it, and I I expect I'll I'll, I'll see it again. It's a lot of fun. But um, yeah, I would love to hear from all of you what you think. Uh, what what do you remember the Who Framed Roger Rabbit game? Do you love the movie? Do you hate the movie? You can tell us in an iTunes review. Go on over to Apple Podcasts and look up Beaver Geeks. You can do it there or anywhere else you find podcasts. Leave us a rating or review. You can email us and let us know what you think, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com or at beerwithgeeks on Twitter, if that's more your speed. Uh, and uh, you can also become a patron and support us. And uh, and if you want to leave us a comment there, that's another place you can tell us about it. Uh, if you want to do that, it's patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. You can find all, you know, if that's a lot of information I just threw at you, go to beerwithgeeks.com. Everything you need is there. The links to all of those things, the links to subscribe, the links to our other shows at, on the Thought Bubble Audio Network. Uh, you'll find all of that stuff there at BeerWithGeeks.com. So keep, keep it simple on yourself and, uh, and and head head on over there. Uh, I think I think that's uh, those are those are the things. Uh, if you like movie talk, if you like hearing Tim talk about movies, Academy Rewind is a great place to do that. It is actually there's an episode coming up this season um, that is going to be released starting next month but um there's a movie in one of the episodes that like i'm going to get yelled at for not seeing it that's a good tease like bigger than roger rabbit the fact that i have not seen this movie is pretty sad um but i'm looking forward to i I haven't watched it yet so i'm looking forward to watching it nice Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. I look forward. Yeah. To, I'm looking forward to that. Now. That's good. You'll know it when you get there. I'm too. sure I will. Like, ooh, I, why haven't you seen that? That's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like being like I don't know. It's I think it would be like being born in the late '80s or early '90s and not seeing Mrs. Doubtfire or something uh, like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Like you're know, like, ooh, wait, where were you? Yeah. How did you yeah. miss that one? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Well, check out Academy Rewind if you wanna if you wanna hear that hear how that goes. Um, I think those are all the, all the places. But thanks, Tim, for for thanks for watching the film, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. And yeah, uh, I thought you as a film connoisseur and as uh, someone who uh, is is a master of film, quite quite literally, you you have a degree to prove it. Um, it's right there. It's behind me. Right there behind you. Name on on the wall. Uh, yeah, I thought you'd appreciate it, and I'm glad you did. So, good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Frank, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Um, and so, until next time, cheers. Cheers.